Morning show by one of my favorite people on this big ball that we live on, Matt Falk. Good morning, Matt. Hello, and good morning to you, Mister. Is it corny? Am I saying that right? Yes, it's as corny as it sounds. I, I, you do remember me, don't you? We used to work together. Ah, uh, I ring a few bells. All my feelings are hurt right now. All of them. <laughs> Not only do I remember you, corny, but I love you, and I, I think of you uh, uh, twice a day. Oh, wow, when that's I'm, when I'm brushing my teeth. Uh, that's from ten seconds in the morning, okay, and then uh, at exactly four p.m. I don't know why. It's just every day at four p.m. It just hits me. I corny ripple, and then it's just there. <laughs> oh my goodness, Matt, how have you been doing during this pandemic? It's been well almost a year. Yeah, yeah, it's been doing pretty good. We, me, and you talked on, on air. I think it was when this all kind of started happening. It was old, like less than a year ago. We, we chatted on, mm-hmm. on on air. Uh, but yeah, it's we've been keeping busy for the most part and trying to just be imaginative and what we've been, uh, what we could be spending our time with because everything changed, right? Yep. Everything completely flipped. So you have an opportunity. You go, do I do I fill this space now with something? Um, or do you just kind of keep going through the motions? But we, we tried to fill it. Of course, the, the album was released. Uh, we also, in the beginning, I lost weight. I lost weight. You lost weight. Pandemic. Because right as soon as it happened, I, uh, I didn't know if we were allowed to go eat at drive throughs or anything. So I stayed at home, and I didn't eat anything but, like, home-cooked food, and I lost, like, five pounds. So and healthy then, options. Healthy options, you know. There's there's only vegetables in the house for some reason, and all, all out of bad. fear. <laughs> all out of fear. That's right. And then and then uh, uh, Justin Trudeau came on the TV and he said, "Go to drive-throughs. It's safe, and you'll support your economy." And I said, "Well, supporting my economy, I got to help the local economy. Let's go to Dairy Queen and Tim Hortons and Nagash Coffee and get as many." pastries and everything as we can and i uh well i gained all the way back so i just i took all the the little holes where all my fear and anxiety were and i just filled those with food for a year and apparently that's enough to make you gain uh uh, 15 pounds or so but you know what i don't care because i am happy well at least you know where those pounds came from you can look at them and go yep yep i know hello exactly but i remember you Hello. I remember you, Blizzard. <laughs> you, you got me through May. That's right. <laughs> Cherry Choco Love, I see you right there. It's so <laughs> wonderful. And we don't stop. Everyone's got to stop worrying about it because there's so so many people are in this exact same boat. And it's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Are you are you here right now? Are, have you gotten through this? Mm-hmm. If you have, it doesn't. It just that's okay. That's enough. Go easy on yourself. Take a deep breath. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. Just relax. I love it. You know what? The the pandemic has been difficult and more difficult on some than others. But I do look back at my most difficult points during this past year and I go, yeah, I survived that. Yeah. Right. And and that's important. I think it's important to look back at your accomplishments um, of of the things that you're, oh, I did this great thing. But also, hey, I got through this struggle. That's that's a big accomplishment, too. That's an amazing accomplishment. And you can't you can't under undervalue that. Yeah. There's a there's an Instagrammer named Morgan Harper Nichols who said you have to look back and and acknowledge the fact that there are some mountains that are now behind you, and that's yes. a beautiful thing. 
And when you recognize that, it's just, yeah, that's, that's special. And that, to know that you've overcome. Yeah. Well, I lost a little bit of weight recently, but then I looked behind well, me and I found it. No, I found it. It was right behind me the whole time. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was just sitting there. Just right behind me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Matt, I mean, you've been uh, a stand-up comic now for a number of years, but a stand-up comic without an audience... Is a I mean, crazy person. Yeah. I mean, you're nothing without an audience. You're literally zero, Matt, without an right. audience. I, how do, how do you get through that? Yeah, you know, <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for putting it so clearly. I have no identity outside <laughs> of my career. No, <laughs> no of course not. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. How do you uh, cope without an audience? Well, the amazing thing is I, I have uh, an amazingly talented and brilliant wife. And we, we write uh, our comedy together anyway. So in this situation for creating this new album that's now out, a lot of it we didn't even have time to test it in front of a live audience. So we just tested it in front of each other. It oh, so good. In the living room holding a, a hairbrush. And I was just, I was, I was riffing and we were trying these things up. And you really have to trust your instincts. It was a little scary but also like you feel like okay everything that i've trained for is building up to this moment so but also she helped you write that so she's not going to laugh yeah. out loud necessarily no. you're going through your material so that you can like recite it on stage and and know what your next thing is and know where to pause and know all the different nuances of what it should sound like on stage but your audience yeah. of one helped you write that she knows the punchline and yeah. she's not laughing out loud so how do you know what's going to get that reaction so sometimes we will we'll laugh right in the beginning. Sometimes we won't, but sometimes we'll laugh right in the beginning. And then you have to remember, wait, that was funny. It's not funny now, but it was funny. Yeah. And sometimes, even as you're reciting it for the hundredth time, like, and that might not even be an exaggeration, yeah. sometimes you still will still make each other laugh. And then you know, wow, there's something really kind of like really good about this. Because sometimes comedy is funny even if you don't get the joke. Have you ever had that? Where someone has said a joke and you didn't get it. Yeah, you yeah I don't know why that's funny, but I'm laughing. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm laughing. There's a, there's a cadence to comedy and there's a science behind it. And sometimes it passes over our brain, which is lucky for me. Sometimes it passes over our brain and just hits you right in the funny bone and you, you go for it. So, yeah, it's, you really have to trust your instincts. You have to rely on the science of comedy and you just have to believe that, okay, I, I knew this was funny in the beginning. And even though I'm sick of this joke now, that doesn't mean the audience is going to be sick of it. So you have to you have to really tap into that professional side of the show business. Yeah. Where do you draw that line between bringing back old material that you know works or when you go, okay, this bit is done, I need to put it to bed? Because sometimes audiences will say to you, hey, you didn't do that, that bit with the thing, with the guy and the stick. You know? Yeah. And then they were like, oh, I've oh, yeah, that for 10 bit. years. Yeah. yeah. Where do you draw that line between... I got to have new material and wait a minute, let's not throw this out because this was gold. Yeah. So for me, it's all about the new album. So I know the new album has to be all new material. So I'm always working towards that. Yep. So if I'm trying out a brand new joke, uh, sometimes I'll throw an old material in a set just so that I can buffer the new joke. Mm. If the new joke doesn't go very well, it's okay. We still had some old classics in there. Uh, sometimes if I'm working at a new hour and it's not quite as funny as I want it to be, I'll kind of give the audience a gift of some old material mm -hmm. so that at least they can, I can, they'll for sure get some big laughs in the beginning, middle and end. Um, and other times if I just love doing a bit, then I'll, I'll do it. And once in a while I'll get requests 
so sometimes I'm on stage and someone will say it. They'll say, do the thrift store joke or, or do the, I, uh, what, what the other I got Ikea the other day. Yeah. Uh, not, and then uh, the other one I would get is the London for Schluck story. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I love so the sometimes, for story. If I'm in the mood, I'll do it. Other times I'll, I'll let them know that this isn't a isn't karaoke night. You can't just pick your favorites. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, sometimes you just go for it. Uh, but, oh. yeah, eventually to the, the jokes decide for you. Sometimes the joke might be brilliant. But it's just not your voice anymore. Yeah. Someone uh, at a Q&A over Zoom the other day asked me, uh, what's the first joke you ever wrote? And I, I told the first joke I ever wrote. It's a little bit longer, so I won't tell it now. Sure. But as I was telling it, I remembered, I, I was like, wow, this doesn't even sound like me anymore. It doesn't even like, it sounds inauthentic. Yeah. So it's, it's sometimes you evolve past your joke and you literally just, it doesn't work anymore for you. Well, this new album when, and i listened to the whole thing it's fantastic um thank you wow you, you have it on like all the streaming apps right i, I listen to it on spotify but there's several mm -hmm. different places you can listen to it right yes absolutely thank you Connie. yeah absolutely and and what i loved about this then you you know you you call it optimistical but this is probably the most vulnerable uh material that i've heard this is the most mm -hmm. i know that guy that's matt that's my friend matt like I felt most like I knew this guy because you were really giving people a, a glimpse into you as a person in your life, which I think is fantastic and hilarious. Wow. Okay. Well, first of all, do you mind if I put that quote on my website? That Please was, do. That was so kind of you. That, that Absolutely. So yeah. That, this was very, very, very intentional. I, I literally, I've had this, I don't know about complaint or criticism numerous times in my act where people have said, you know, be more vulnerable, do, do stuff that we want to see you a little bit more on stage. And it was always really difficult for me. It's just not my personality to do that. I, I tend to gloss over things. So I, I really tried and we really worked at it. And there was some time during quarantine when I could kind of examine myself a little bit and, and push myself past that fear. And, and with the help of, of uh, Sabrina, I was able to, to do that and, and release a pretty, pretty funny and hopefully funny and then very vulnerable album. And I had lots of fun doing it, too, because here's the thing about being vulnerable on stage as a comic is that it's really freeing. Yes. You say you say this thing and now it's no longer uh it's out there. Yep. It's alive, it's out there, it's not, you know, festering. It's 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 really it's kind of liberating in a sense. And I get paid for it. <laughs> How could that be anyway? Bonus. <laughs> well, I know your wife Sabrina is hilarious. Mm -hmm. And and please tell me she helped you write the celebrity crushes bit. I mean, because oh, you yes. reveal both your celebrity crushes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, this this was born out of a out of a real situation as we were we were talking having a good conversation in, in shutdown quarantine shutdown about our celebrity crushes and uh, we we couldn't let it go we just thought this was all so funny and uh, it was one of the, one of those jokes that I feel like as a married couple you kind of get it you yeah. go like oh yeah these are these are these ridiculous conversations you have as a married couple uh, so yeah yeah she did help me I would never I would never say stuff like this about her or reveal things about her that she wouldn't uh, sign off on or find fun yeah well and that's another thing I mean you're a father now your 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 son is how old he's four years old he's four years old one day he's going to find some vintage Matt Falk comedy yep he's going to listen back to it and are you mm -hmm. going to be able to say there's not one bit that I did that's out there that I wouldn't be embarrassed for you to listen to yeah that's right. And you know what? We think about that all the time. We think about, you know, number one, our son and going, okay, what, what is he going to be proud of? What is he not going to be embarrassed of? 
uh, how do I, when, you know, people talk about their kids on stage all the time and, and their wives. Um, I haven't always done a good job with my wife on stage. Just, you know, she's signed off on things, but I, I look back at some old bits and think, oh, I wish I would have elevated my wife better in that. Cause that doesn't, that doesn't bring out my heart for what I actually feel towards marriage yeah. very well. I went for the joke before I went for the truth. Yeah. And, but you know, for our, our son, it's, it's a hundred percent that all the time, you know, we make sure, how do I elevate my son to the status that I actually feel about him? He's yeah. not just a punchline. He's like the love of our lives. Yeah. I know? mean, he gives so, you a lot of material and he will give you a lot how more. Can he not? Child. <laughs> and lately, lately we've been watching, you know, that moment where you're watching kids shows only and you're just desperate to like watch something a little bit more grown up with your kid. You can't wait till at least they're like, Oh, they're into Pixar movies. And now they're into, you know, whatever. We're watching a Steve Martin movie now together. This is great. Yes. Well, my, my son loves watching wheel of fortune. So okay. we are thrilled. We've been watching wheel of fortune every single day. Talk about 13 going on 30. This is four going on 40. My son skipped teenage years, went right to middle age. It is unbelievable. We couldn't be thrilled. More and he's thrilled. learning how to spell. That's excellent. That's right. It's educational. <laughs> but you know what? They're, yeah, as they grow older, too, they're going to start um, realizing that some of the stuff that they watched as a kid. Like, I have three kids, and they were watching a show that they've watched many, many times. And there was one part in the show, in the movie, that was a bit of an innuendo that the parents mm-hmm. kind of got it, but the kids were oblivious. And yeah. I remember the day my oldest son, when that part of the movie came, and he turned around and looked at us, and I just nodded and went, shh, like, don't tell the other kids. He's like, oh, my God. Like, the day he got it, you know. <laughs> it was a beautiful moment. That's wonderful. <laughs> or that day, the day when they look behind you and they, they say to you, why did you let me watch this? Exactly. Oh, I've had yeah. that conversation with my yeah. kids already. Okay. But one thing, because you talk about being vulnerable, and this whole album, like, so much of it is about being vulnerable. Uh, reading mean comments. That must have been um, quite an adventure because you're taking some of the worst comments people have said about you, and instead of ignoring them, you're addressing them, and you're going, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the people who yeah. don't like me. Let's talk about them. Yeah. And <laughs> That's again, brilliant. It was, it was really freeing. It yeah. was really freeing. Um, the idea came, actually, Sabrina and I, we made a video that we never released where we, we read through a bunch of these mean comments, and we just never ended up releasing it, but then we turned it into a bit because... It was just, it felt really good. Yeah. Just saying like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of this. I don't believe that. I don't believe any of these words. I don't think any of this is true. People can have their opinions sure. and I'm going to take it and I'm going to empower myself with it. I'm going <laughs> to, so I've, I'm going to make money off of it. And now I look forward to like finding the, like if every time someone downloads the album, I'm going to do like all the calculations so I can figure out exactly how much money I made off of these mean people. And I guarantee you, it's gonna be it's gonna be tens of dollars, literally so who, dollars. Who's yes. gonna get the last laugh now? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! I think it's, I think it's also important. I remember I did I did a series of shows at the SRSS, and uh, I remember doing these jokes there, where I read these mean comments to to the the students at the SRSS, and I thought it was really important too, because I think it's important for kids, especially, to understand that. Just because someone says something doesn't mean that it's true. Yep. You, we talked about identity before. You need to know who you are. You know, an apple doesn't get insecure because someone calls it an orange, mainly because it can't think. But still, the point <laughs> stands. It's, it's not an orange. It doesn't matter how many times you yell at it that it's an orange. It'll always be 
in Apple. So it doesn't people are going to say all sorts of things, sometimes just to try to get a rise out of you. But if you know who you are, none of it can shake you. I love that you're doing this in front of teenagers and kids because they live in a world of instant response. Everything that yeah. gets posted or shared, there's always likes, frowny face, hate, you know, angry face, mm-hmm. there's comments. They live in that world of people just commenting on online and uh, yeah. what a great way to turn it around and turn it into a power. This is, this is fantastic. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, hopefully the way I responded uh, on the album too shows my heart, which is that um, we don't, we don't fight fire with fire. You know, we, we, you fight fire with water. You, yep. you, you extinguish hate with love and with, without love, you're, it's, it's nonsense. No one's going to hear you anyway. You're just some loud, obnoxious instrument. So I've, I've read that somewhere. I can't recall where. And uh, now the point, the point is that you, you, need to, you, you need to respond out of love and you, and you can't let these things affect who you are because it, it actually doesn't change anything. Well, Matt, I want to take that entire paragraph and I want to write it on a T-shirt and wear it because that was fantastic. And if you sell them, do I get a percentage of the... No, you don't. This is my okay. thing, Matt. Uh, I didn't mean to step on your thing. <laughs> I'm totally going to take your words and make money off of it. No, Matt, this, is, <laughs> this has been so much fun. I could literally visit with you all day. Um, but uh, we'll just do that another time. Um, I love and, it. My, and, my dear friend, I, I wish we could have more time to chat, too. And uh, I look forward to a time where we can get together again and hang out more. All right. So what do you have coming up? And uh, give us the where and when one more time on this album. Yeah, well, that's the main thing I would love to talk. It's just my my album. It's it's called Optimistical. It's out right now. It's available literally anywhere that you want to get your albums from, and you listen to your music. It'll be there. If you want a one place, uh, one stop shop to find it, go to my website, mattfalkcomedy.com, and uh, there'll be all a bunch of links there for you to check it out. I really hope you guys enjoy it. Right on, Matt. Love you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Corny, you are the best. I love you, brother. We'll talk soon. It's the next morning show.